0: Boy and gentlemen, Good Nerev Shabbos, we are going to do Parshas Vayichi, actually, it's so are going to do Chumash. Um, this is as a Tashlumen for the, uh, unfortunately, had to cancel last night's Chumash and Shalons here. We didn't do Vayichi last night. So this is going to be the makeup. I know the Olam has uh, got such a sad uh, emoji or something back from Shlomo, right? And Nance last yeah, very, night that we had to cancel, I had to cancel the Chumash and Shalons. I got a very, very sad response. So how could... <laughs> Let Shlomo go into Shabbos with such sad emojis. We want to replace those sad emojis with the emojis of Happy, happiness and joy. <laughs> That's right. So we're gonna do Vayhi. Talk about Va'yichii a little bit, and um, yeah, go through a couple of ideas here on Vayichi. Um Maybe we'll go we'll go in reverse order. Maybe reverse order through the parsha. So we know that um, Vayhi is all about what we call Birchas Yaakov, right? The brachas <laughs> morning vior, the brachas that Yaakov Avinu gives his children, and he gathers them together before his his death, and he says, um, "I want to give you all brachas." And the Torah tells us these are all brachas because, because. Um, all the way at the end, we have a, 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 a passage that summarizes everything that was said till this point in time. Yaakov blessed his children, each of each child according to his bracha. He blessed them. So the Torah is definitely regarding everything that Yaakov you know, told over to his kids. Each one he addressed them one at a time as brachas. And, and a lot of them definitely are very nice brachas. He tells Yosef, Yosef gets a very lengthy one at the end. All kinds of brachas, there's a lot of very nice things that are mentioned and said over here, a lot of very nice brachas. And. Um, um, Indeed it would, at first glance it makes sense that the terrorists telling us that, yeah, that's, um, you know, gave them all brachas. You, know, you take a closer look, and not all of these seem to be brachas. You now he addressed some of his children, he seemed to give gave a lot of them, some of them, reprimands, reprimands and, 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 um, up and, and gave them a lot of musr over here. A lot of, a lot of musr goes on in the parsha. um, he summons. He summons. Uh, you know, Shimon and Levi. Tells Shimon and Levi, They, um, they, they, they They, they're destroyers. al nafshi. I don't want to associate myself with them. B'kolim al teicha k'vayd. This referring to, to, um, you know, to Kairach. Um, he foresees Kairach coming out. He foresees." Um, 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 uh, what's it called? Zimri. Um, zimri. Uh Aur doesn't seem to be a brach. I mean our generally means a a curse, right? our Apam ki oz, Rosam ki their 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 wrath or anger is cursed. And their 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 um, ire is 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 very severe I'm gonna scatter them amongst Yisrael, okay? Um, that's what that's what Shimon and Levi hear over here. Ruven. Ruvain also doesn't have such an easy time, right? Ruvain gets a little bit of uh, of, of uh, getting getting um you No know, his own Musar over here, his own dose of Musr. Pachas Kamaim Altai sark Elisa Mishkave, Oshilati Tuiola, gets Musr for moving his father's bedarien. Ruven, Shimon and Levi. What's the um, Torah doing then when the Torah, you know it's okay, Yaakov can tell his kids whatever he wants. He wants to give some of them brachas, give some of them what seems to be what's, what's called or or apam, um, cursing their anger, cursing their wrath, give them fiery musr, Yaakov is allowed to tell them whatever he wants, that's fine, but how can the Torah refer to all of what Yaakov said and everything that Yaakov addressed his kids with in one general Uh, idea of of a a bracha, the Torah does say these are the brachas that that Yaakovina gave his kids What's going on? How how do we put this together? You know, how how does the Torah go back and refer to the entire address as a bracha? Everyone got their bracha, but some of them didn't get brachas. So there's a beautiful idea that Bali Musar share over here beautiful idea is that uh, sometimes very, time, very often times, and, and pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest brachas that a parent can give a child is the bracha of the understanding of themselves, understanding of who they are. Mm-hmm. Who they are, who they are. What are their karichas? What makes them tick? What are their um, assets, their strengths? What are their liabilities? Where are their weaknesses? and. Where do they have to work? Who who are they? Who are they? Nobody knows the kids better than the parents. That's the way it's supposed to be. A good parent, an involved parent, knows their kids like no one else does. And the job of the parent certainly is to praise, is to build a child up, of course. But when it's, you know, just one-sided unconditional praise, unconditional praise, that's 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 harmful and damaging in the long run. When, when a parent only gives a child praise, it's very harmful, very damaging, because the child develops overconfidence, and the child will, will, um, be allowed to be in a state that child's weaknesses and, and challenges will, 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 fester, that's right, fester, fester, and, 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 um, not just not just stagnate but will will we'll, um, we'll, will will uh, will just build up and up beneath the surface. Fester and become and, and become uh, more and more and more of a challenge, more and more of a liability as the child advances and ages. Um, so of course we have everybody knows nowadays, you know, you have to praise your kids, you have to build your kids up, but if that's all you do, all you, you know, the child receives nothing but the praise, then Ultimately, the child is going to be released out into the wild out into real life with a whole, you know, peckle, a whole, a whole, a whole, um, a whole, a whole uh, suitcase full of weaknesses, challenges that were never addressed. The child never got in touch with that. Now are only stronger and, and more of a challenge to the child than when the child was young. Obviously, the other extreme is also not a good one. You know, a parent that can only discipline, that only knows how to point out all the dumb things that their kids are doing, and uh, where the kids are f- failing, and where the kids have challenges, that's that's also dam- damaging, that's also harmful. To only point out where the child is, uh, that's right, is, is um, subpar. That's also not a healthy relationship to have with the child. It's not healthy for the child. It's damaging the child as well. The the greatest gift that the parent can do for the child, though, is to point at the child's weaknesses and to allow the child to turn those weaknesses into advantages and strengths. And that is a combination of a good, strong, healthy relationship where, you know, I'm able to praise my child. I am able to... Praise him for what he does right, so I give him that confidence. The part of giving confidence is that he has the confidence to be okay with weaknesses. He has the confidence to be okay with, 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 with where he's challenged. He has the confidence and the strength to face the fact that he has areas he has to work on. That also requires confidence. And again, parents are overprotective sometimes, and they only want to build up the kid when they, you know where the kid is doing well, and hopefully the kid is doing well somewhere. Um, making things up to praise the kid about and, and and not pointing out where the kid needs to improve themselves. A parent that is too overprotective and they're not allowing the kid to be in touch with themselves and they're not allowing the kid to have that, to see that there's a certain confidence and resilience in having that ability to to indeed admit faults, <laughs> admit challenges, admit weaknesses. It's the greatest bracha, the greatest bracha a parent can give a child is to allow that child to really be in touch with themselves. To point out to the child, look, you have this, this is, you have a challenge over here. You have a weakness over here, you have a nesoyan over here, you have a tendency for this. And, A, it's okay to be aware of that. To okay to face that. It, 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 and, B, it's good to face that and be aware of your challenges and weaknesses, because that lets you be in touch with who you really are. And, see if I put you in touch with that, you can actually use all those weaknesses. And those challenges to your advantage, you can turn them around, and to make them places you can grow from places, places of strength, places that you can that you can channel, either by just working on them and working them out, and overcoming them, or indeed channeling them for something very good. Um, Shimon Levi, they have a tendency towards this this af, this this uh, evra, the evra and the af, the anger and and the wrath. Yaakovinu know, in his, you know, in his final address to his children, he has to point this out to them if they haven't gotten that yet on their own. He has to point out to Shem and Levi. This is who you guys are, this is what makes you tick. This is where you need to focus. This is where you need to work. And this will ultimately be your place of strength, be your place of success by working it, by facing it, working on it, working it out, and, and, and challenging, chan- channeling it. And therefore, everything that Yaakovinu tells his children is ultimately a bracha. Even what looks like Musr, the bracha of giving Musr, of properly giving Musr of Yaakov to his children, the parent to his children, is revealing to that child who they really are, pointing at to them who they are, letting them get in touch with who they are, their strengths, their weaknesses, their weaknesses, their challenges, their nisyonahs, and giving them a mahaloch how to A. Face that with confidence and B, channel it, and it begins with letting them know who they are. Yes? I feel like society today focuses more on your strength. They say that, oh, look at what you're good at and you should do that in your life. So are we supposed to have both, a combination of your strength and weaknesses, or should we just go for the weakness? No, no, no. So, I, I tried being careful to say this earlier. Yes, good question. And sure. the, the proper balance is both, certainly both. Focus on strength, that's where the child gets that, that, that bottom line confidence, that, that foundational confidence. Is from his strengths, and also you have to point out your strength, your kid's strengths to them because it's, it's the vital part of letting them have a ha, have have a solid sense of identity, who they are, and and, and from there you, you they have the confidence and the ability and strength to also get in touch with their weaknesses, um, and either use their strengths to 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 overcome their weaknesses or use some inner strength from within the weakness to the channel and direct weakness, but certainly both, right? The the balance is both. Yes? Uh, You said that um, sometimes a parent should lie to their child to make it... Okay, just, yeah, the encapsulated answer to the question that was just asked was, the the answer is like this, that yes, there is some redeeming quality that every child has, and the job of a good parent is to find that redeeming quality, when when we're talking about balancing the strengths and the weaknesses, there's no such thing as a child that doesn't have some redeeming quality. Even there's always good points within the bad points. Even, and that has to be the, the job of a good parent. As 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 meshugah, as our kids make us, your <laughs> moshu, your kids make you you have, you have kids? You have kids? There's, there's only one answer to that question. Um, so as moshuga as our kids make us, there's always some redeeming quality, something good about the kids. And the good parent has to point that out. Then, but then also the job of a parent is in the right way, in the correct way, is to allow a child to be in touch with their weaknesses. And kids have that, you have to give your kids that confidence, okay, Do for kids to have that, that confidence and saying, w- where their weaknesses are, and, 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 and helping them get in touch with who they really are, and mm-hmm. be able to channel things mm-hmm. where you that. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Russian yeah. yeah. The, the, so moving forward, we have an interesting contrast. The first three shvatim that are addressed, we have Ruven Shimon, and Levi. They're the ones that get that get slammed with a muser. Ruven Yaakov Vino gives him muser about Pachas Kamaim. I'll tell you, sir. Kielisa When after Rachel, Imenu was nefteres. So yeah, Reuven was assuming, okay, my mother, Levi, who's been neglected all these years, now Yaakov will will now. You know she'll you now become his favorite, but yes. instead Yaakov moves into the tent of, of Villa, Rachel's maidservant. That is an even uh, you know a, a, a bigger slap in the face to to Leah. Reuven gets very upset about this. Reuven takes Yaakov's bed and moves his father's bed from Bilhah's tent into Leah's tent to make a you know make the statements. Um, so Reuben, uh, Yehuda, I'm sorry, um, Yaakov gives him Moser for this, and not only Moser he he gets a consequence. The tells us. Yes or Seis, yes or us. Yes, 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 us, which Rashi and the Targum translate, it means um, you were supposed to, You were, Ruben was really the, the biological Bechor, he was the biological firstborn. He was supposed to get the kuhuna, he was supposed to get the malchus, he was supposed to be the melech, get the kuhuna, he was supposed to get the whole package because he was the firstborn. He lost it all. He lost the kuhuna, Yaakovina you know, takes it away from him, loses the priesthood, which is good news for. Arthur, that <laughs> kind, the kind goddle, but, you know, it was not such good news for Ruvain, right? Yes. Anyone here from Shevet Ruvain? So she from Shevet Reuven? Uh, um, huh? Everyone's supposed to be the king the king The kings and the kind were supposed to come from Ruven. Yes, so, the first born? the so same show. Yes, that's what that, was, that, was, that was what was supposed to happen. That course, was what was intended. Yes, because once Reuven lost it, so it was distributed. The king, the kingdom, kings went to Yehuda, and Kahuna went to Levi. So from that point on, it was it was it was um, you know diversified. It was originally supposed to be all in one shaven, and all in one shaved of Reuven. So why did he punish him? Because again, because. Because Reuven mo- move the bed? move the bed move the bed only this one? only this <laughs> that's right only this so he's punished because he got he got a little too upset he got a little too upset okay so he gets a major punishment which has repercussions repercussions for eternity he's never getting this back um, now there's a Chazal that maybe the firstborns will become kaihanim in the times of the, the Shiach, any firstborn so Ruvein won't get it back but maybe the firstborns in general will get it back who's the bechor over here who's the firstborn. Okay, I'm not a firstborn, but my firstborn is a firstborn, and there's a there's a Chazal that perhaps the Kuna will go from the um, Kehanim back to the firstborns when originally the firstborns of the Kehanim by the times of the by Yeah, it's not clear. How we, you know, which, gonna which, be we'll we'll find out when Mashiach comes. You know, what, what you know we'll find this out. One, so, but but uh, okay. So Reuven gets a little too upset; he loses it all. Mamish loses it all. The manager, the colossal eternal loss. Shimon and Levi are next. They also got upset, and and they also didn't act properly. What did they do? Shechem. they slaughtered an entire city yeah they got upset with Shechem what uh, tough she, night with, with what Shechem did what, Shechem. Shechem did, what? Shechem. 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 that's right so they they, they wiped out the entire city they wiped out the entire city to get Dina back and um, indeed as Lenny's alluding to hashem should send us back all of our captives all our captive mm-hmm. brothers and sisters should be the schooler to return them all back in good health mm-hmm. uh, Physical, emotional, psychological. I don't know. I don't know. I just know it, it's Shimon and Levy. What happened to Shimon and Levy. So let's turn to Shimon and Levy. So Shimon and Levy, Yaakov of you Eno, know, um, tells him like this like, you guys, you know, Shimon and Levy, kind of, kind of went a little overboard. You slaughtered an entire city to get your sister Dina back. You didn't have to do that. You didn't have to do that. You wiped out a whole city. And Yaakov is upset about this. Or Appam. Cursed is your wrath, Ki and your anger because it's so severe. So, what's going to happen to Shem and Levi as a result of Yaakov getting upset with them for destroying, slaughtering the entire city? You're gonna, you're not gonna have one contiguous chunk of land in Eretz Yisrael. You're gonna have cities that are gonna be divide, scattered around the entire Eretz Yisrael. Okay, okay. So, who seems to suffer more over here? Who uh, gets, gets slammed with worse repercussions? Ruvein or Shimon and Levi? Who seems to be Ruvain. suffering more? Ruvain. I, I would certainly say Ruvain, yeah. right? Ruvain loses the kahuna forever. He loses the malucha forever. He's supposed to have the dynasty of Malchus. He's supposed to have the line of kaihana of priests. And, and he loses it all for eternity. For eternity. No kahuna, no malucha. Shimon and Levi. I would, say, I would say Shimon and Levi have a far less severe punishment over here. Their consequence seems to be a little, much, much, much lighter. They're getting off much easier over here. So no, instead of getting their nachal in one chunk, so they're getting distributed amongst their Yisrael. They're still in Eretz Israel. Shimon is still Shimon, Le- uh, Levi is still Levi. We didn't take anything away from Levi, right? Levi is going to be the Kayanim, right? Sh- Levi could have lost the kuno also. Levi could have lost the Qayhanim. We, we could have said, okay, we took it for Rui to go next no, Levi. Le- 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 we're going to give the Kahuna to Naftali, you know? And we're going to give it to God. Levi doesn't lose anything. Shimon and Levi don't lose anything. They don't lose anything. And it's a If You take a step back. I mean, what did Ruvain do? What did Shimon and Levi do? Ruvain, they both got upset. They both kind of, you know, went a little overboard. Ruvain moves his father's bed from one tent to another tent. And for that, he loses Kahuna and Molucha forever. Shimon and Levi slaughter. Premeditated, cold blood killing of an entire city. An entire city. <laughs> they didn't have to kill everyone to get Dina back. They didn't have to kill everyone to get Dina back. They killed Hamor and Shechem. Run off with Dina. They did on the third day of the Bris Milo. Everyone was too weak to defend themselves anyway, right? Yeah. Shimon and Levi destroyed entire city. Slaughtered the entire city, which Yaakov was very upset about that. See, you guys, you know, did the wrong thing. Clearly Yaakov held they did the wrong thing. And yet, what happens to Shimon and Levi? Okay, you won't get your nachel in one trunk. You'll get... Spread red, but Levi, you're still, Levi, you know, you're still the kain. You're still going to have the Levim and the Kayhanim. They don't lose a thing, they don't lose a thing. <laughs> West seems to be a little bit disproportionate, the consequences over here, right? The consequences of Shimon and Levi versus Reuven seem to be greatly and grossly disproportionate. What, what's going on with Yaakov? What's going on with these consequences? There's, we start with the commonality. The common thread is they both went too far. They both, God, Yaakov said, they both went over the edge. They both, both, you know, crossed the red line. Yep. But the consequences of Reuven, for the crossing the red line and moving his father's bed, are, are, have eternal repercussions that he loses for eternity. Kuhun and Malchus, that's what he gets. But the Shem and Levi don't get too much, seems to be greatly disproportionate over here. Fas Epis. So the, the answers like this, the insights like this, it's a tremendous insight into just life and understanding ourselves, and understanding what's going on with the Shvatim over here there's less common ground that it's, than, than, than it appears at first glance between what Reuven did wrong and what Shemin Levi did wrong. There's actually less common ground. And although it seems at, at, at the surface, you know, at first glance, it seems that they were both guilty of the same thing, which is what? They got too upset. They got too upset. They lost They lost it. They lost their, you know, they lost it, they got, they got too upset, they were pushed over the edge, and they just lost it. So although that's what it seems at first glance, it's not really the same. Reuven has one chait, did one avera, did one thing that was wrong, Shimon and Levi did something else. Even though at the surface it looks the same. What was that? Shimon and Levi. Let's start with Shimon and Levi. What was what were they guilty of? So Yaakov spells it out in the positive. What were they guilty of? Having too much what? They had too much Wrath. Wrath and fury. Af. Af and chema is wrath and fury. Wrath and fury. They had too much wrath and they had too much fury. Okay, with with Reuven, the Torah uses a different term. Pachas kamayim, you were t- too swift like water. What was too swift? What's the ter referring to? Rashi says. Um, what? What was too swift like? So you were too swift like water. Ruven was too swift. He was swift like a like a rushing brook. Too swift to do what? So Rashi says, too swift to display an act of, says Rashi, miharta ois, kasecha. You showed kas. You were too quick to vikoyis Kas. Kas means what? Anger. Kas is anger. Anger, with Shimon and Levi, that's not the term that we use. It's af and evra, which is wrath and fury. Then in terms, there's no synonyms. Kas, af, and evra don't mean the same thing. They're not synonyms. In English, English, in the English language, is plagued with synonyms. Now, although that makes it um, uh, you know <laughs> more colorful more meaningless uh, more enticing to um, someone who has you know, uh, knows like four or five different words for everything to, uh, to um, have have a uh, to, 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 to slug up a debate I was going to say just slap out a speech you know, you can make a speech much longer in English because you can keep saying the same thing in so many different ways. You know? Okay, so in English, English language is a lot of synonyms, a lot of the, the same word for just one thing. In Lashenach, Kaidesh, there's no synonyms. Even words that seem and sound and look similar have to do have to mean different things because if they meant the same thing, there would only be one word, not two words. Kas, anger, that's the word that's used. Ruven, Ruven displayed and demonstrated anger. Shemin and Levi, it's Af and Evra. What's the difference between Kas and Af and Evra? Fury, yes, that's I said, right. What's the difference between Fury and Anger? Uh, I already gave you the translation. Fury is good different level. Different level? Let's try to understand that. Anger is what Ruvain had. That's Kas. Fury and, and Wrath is what Shemin and Levi had. The difference is like this. Fury and Wrath, Af and Evra, we find that by a Kodesh Baruch Hu also. Kodesh Baruch mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Hu also has What? Some song, but it you're Fury and wrath is another way of of expressing what we call Midas Haddin. A the attribute of, of 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 um justice. Meeting at justice. Consequences, punishments. In other words, Af and Evra, Hashem has Af. We say Mibneha Afa who deals with Christ or sometimes has with Af and Evra. Af and Evra is about giving a person what they deserve is about dealing with a person in a systematic way a system that we're not so so you know thrilled about, thrilled, thrilled with and so not not, not, one, not one that we are you know that we look forward to not one that we want but a system nevertheless a system a system of punishment a system of you did this wrong this is what you're going to get you did this wrong this is what you're going to get afa evra is a system is a mahalach, is an approach an approach of a punitive, a consequential, and and, um, a, and 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 application of 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 justice. That's right. A calculated approach. <clears throat> Shimon and Levi in killing at Shechem they didn't lose it. They didn't cross any lines. The whole incident of Shechem was a calculated one. Was working within a system of din, of punishment, and they held. They held that the whole city is Chayv Misa. Mm-hmm. Shimon and Levi Paskin that the entire city were accessories to the kidnapping of Dina and kidnapping of Dina is you do that, you're Chayv Misa you're Chayv Misa for running off, for abducting you know, a Jewish girl and, and molesting her you're Chayv Misa and they held it, the entire city was an accessory to that and the entire city is Chayv Misa. What did Yaakov not like about that Yaakov didn't like the fact that they, it was too harsh of a judgment there's always different ways of meeting Ad-Din. There's different circuits, mm-hmm. there's different, just like in Shemaim. You know, HaKadosh Baruch looks at us. We want to get, Midas HaRachamim, not us Ad-Din. We can be judged through the attribute of mercy. The attribute of mercy looks at as, you know, he's having a hard day, let's go easy on him, right? Someone was wasn't nice to him in the morning. That's why he did that here in the afternoon. That's what Midas Hadchan says. Let's go easy on him. Let's give him another chance. Midas Hadin said he did the wrong thing. I don't care. I don't care what kind of mood he was in that day. I don't care who wasn't nice to him. I don't care what his wife said to him in the morning. I don't care. He knows full well that that was the wrong thing to do. He did the wrong thing. Boom! Throw the books at him. That's Midas Hadin. Is all. And even in Midas Hadin, we can throw. The little book at him. We can throw the medium book at him. We can throw the big book at him. We can throw the Encyclopedia <laughs> Britannica at him. Right, 28 <laughs> volumes at him. We can throw if we really want. So there's always different circuits of justice, different ways of <clears throat> judging, rachamim and din, and even within <clears throat> din, there is, there is you know, mitigated din. There's a, again, it's like you know, watered down, and there's brutal, harsh, unforgiving din. So it wasn't that Shem, w- 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 you know, that was w- was was slaughtered unjustly It wasn't that Shimon and Levi came and just ruthlessly slaughtered the entire city But Shimon and Levi gave them the the harshest sack possible Shimon and Levi said, you know, we look at the city in terms of Mitzah Then we're gonna give you guys the, the we're gonna throw the books at you the most harsh Way of looking at this and then yes, there is a way of looking at the entire city is Chayv Mitzah The entire city was accessory to the kidnapping and the molestation of Dino So they're all had let's kill them all Yaakov says back you may be right that from the on the highest, most severe standpoint of din, they were deserving of that. But Klaysel can't take that right now. You know, everyone's going to gang up on us and destroy us. That was Yaakov's response. Right. So taking that into account, we should have given them a more mitigated sentence: kill Shrem, kill Hamor, don't kill anyone. Just get get Gadina back. Yaakov says, Yaakov says back. We're not. We, we can't give that kind of sack right now. Klaysel's not holding by giving that kind of sack. We can't give that psack and act on that sack. And deal and, and deal with the the backlash of that sack so you have to lower the sack because we're not holding by by um, being able to to um, navigate Nobody such a psack. Yeah. this was the Aquinas Shimon and Levi not that they went too far not that they crossed the line not that they lost it but they gave a harsher sack than they should have but even within that harsh sack, we see where they were coming from, and Yaakov sees where they were coming from. Yeah. They're coming from a system. They're coming with a mahaloch. They're coming with the chesed and the calculation, and that's why he says, "What does he say?" Imam spells it out. <inaudible> Cursed is their af, their their anger. That's the Ki-oz, <inaudible> It was too fierce. <inaudible> it was too severe. They went too far in the sack. They gave them too harsh of a sack, But even in going too far. The psak was still a legitimate psak. why did we go too far? Well, one, one second, one second, one second, one second. I'll just wrap everything up, and then we'll come back to the questions. Um, this is the af and the evra. This is what Shimon and Levi were guilty of. Not having the correct balance, let's say, in their psaac. They, 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 they gave them the, the, the highest degree psak possible. That's af and evra. Now, back to Reuben. Reuben was guilty of kas. Kas, anger. Not af and evra, not fury and wrath, but anger. What's anger? Cast that Ruvain had, now it was, yes, it seems to be so disproportionate, the crime doesn't, the punishment doesn't fit, seem to fit the crime. For one act of moving a bed, Ruvain loses for eternity, Kuhn and, and Malchus, and for slaughtering the entire city, Shimon and Levi don't lose very much. Mm-hmm. What's going on? The Territz is, Ruvain was guilty of a different meter altogether, he was guilty of cast. What's cast? Cast is the opposite of Af and and, and, and Evra. Cast indeed, is when you lose it. Cast is when you're pushed over the edge, and you act without a cheshwit. You lose the self-control. You lose the ability to act based on a mahalach, an approach, a calculation. It's not a systematic act anymore. It's one of instinct. It's one of it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a instinctive reaction and it's coming from a place of 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 uh, of of the uh, the inner essence of a person which is not being directed with the seichel, not being directed with the intellect not being directed with any kind of direction, but a, a knee-jerk reaction. That's what Cass is. That's what Cass is always. A a uh, you know a the, you hit the 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 doctor hits you on your knee with that uh, thing. that hammer. thing, that the, the, yeah. the, the hammer, yeah. no. and you, you know if the doctor is not staying in the right place, you're gonna kick the doctor in the nose, right? And not it's a knee-jerk reaction. It. That's what the, the knee-jerk reaction, <laughs> right? It's not something you don't think about it. You know it's not a chesh not a calculation. It's an instinctive gut reflex. Cas is a reflex. The seichel shuts down, and the body takes over. And a reflex is always going to produce negative results. Because it's coming from the bad meters, it's coming from pride, it's coming from anger, it's coming from from all kinds of places that are not being directed by seichel. And it represents a breakdown of self-control. So let's now, yes. now we have this in Control. front of us, we see... self-control? What? The reflexes and, and self-control? Reflexes, reflexes is, is, an a, opposite is, self-control. is a lack of self-control. Re- reflexes an opposite of self-control. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. So Ruben lo- lo- loses uh, something over what he doesn't have mm-hmm. true power. Reflex. He, he gave power. into to Cass. Yes, but he doesn't have uh, power over reflexes. You, can, you don't have power over... Knee jerk well, yeah, so you got to have power over your anger, right? Anger is giving into that knee jerk reaction. It's, it's a reflex. It, it's not a controlled effort. Like was I'm giving maybe. into a reflex. I'm giving into a reflex. I'm not allowing my mind to overcome my anger. How can you control the reflex? Uh, have you ever had the temptation to get angry at someone? Yes, but the, <laughs> this did this. And did you? You, the, we, you every time you have the, you want to shatter someone, you are no, You able just, to you control it? You just parallel with the knee jerk reaction. Yes, you cannot react you cannot uh, control the, this the reaction right okay no, no i, I get down that your leg. that's right that's right but the <laughs> parallel I, mean, I mean i think no, I I mean, the point that i'm making is is that cast <clears throat> is giving into a reaction that's all that cast anger the, the meat of anger as opposed to af and af and is not coming it's not directed it's not a system It's not a mahalach it's giving into what what the body wants to do what, what my what my meters want to do that's where i was making the parallel obviously the, the one you can control and one you can't control but when i choose not to control my anger I'm just letting the body do whatever the body wants to do, right? That, that's the point. We all know that you know we can control our temper, sometimes we choose to control, it. sometimes we choose not to control. It. But anyone knows when that they, when they just let their anger go, they're not they're not operating with Seichel anymore, right? Yeah. When you lose, you start shatting at people, you start shatting at your kids. Everybody knows for those know, those few moments, those few seconds, those few minutes, those few hours that you're shatting at your kids for. But well, boy, you know, you're not. You're not working with any kind of mahalach. You're just. You're letting something from a very deep, very mm. dark place is just yeah. spewing itself out of your mouth. Call it a bodhazara. Yeah. Like exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, kas, anger is what Reuven was guilty of. Anger is is very different than Af and Evra. That's a a Mahalik. That's an approach. It was too harsh, perhaps, but at least it was calculated. It was coming from a mahalach. Whereas Reuven's, a- Aver was, was losing his self-control. That's what he did. Kaas is when you lose your self-control. You, you, you don't have the direction of Seichel anymore. If that's the case, he has to lose kuhuna and Malchus because, excuse me, the Kayin is a leader in his way. A Melech is a leader in his way. Someone that's going to be a leader has to have Control. an a, 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 an uncan a, a, you know, a, 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 with you know, um, yes, without any exceptions, without any um, room for you know for for error, he has to be able to have that self-control. He has to be able to direct. If you're going to be a leader, you have to. You can't direct other people if you can't direct yourself. You can't control others if you can't control yourself. And this is such a you know an idea that's um, you know um, uh, what's it called. Um, What's, the, what's the, uh, the expression? It's, it's something and true. Tried and true. Tried and true, been proven again and again and again and again and again. A leader is going to be a successful leader. He has to be able to control himself because part of being a leader is directing others, controlling, not controlling, it's not, not a good word. Directing others. Directing others. If you can't direct yourself, you can't be a director of others. This is why Ruven loses the kun and the Malchus because of this, uh, the, the the shortcoming of the Kass over here. Whereas Shimon what they're guilty of is Af and Evra. Okay, so Kass is a very, very, very different Midah, as we see. The similarities just end right there. Yes, they were guilty of going too far, but Shimon Levi went too far in applying their Cheshvin, and Ruvain went too far in losing all Cheshvin. He lost um, his ability to direct himself. That was Kass, and that's why he has to lose the Kuna and the Malchus. Levi, whereas Levi is able, able to still to have that leadership, he's able to be. Uh, Koyen, he's able to have Kun and Lavia because although he was too harsh in his Pesach, but he didn't lose the self-control. Um, let's just speak out one more thing, then I'll just, we'll have, we'll speak out one more quick idea, then we'll have some time for questions. By Yesacher, we say, Yesacher is chamor gorem, roivitz benemish fesoyim, Yasachar is a strong donkey who rests between the cities. He rests between the cities. Now Yisachar, we know, is the Shevet that is the, the, the this is the the, the that sits and learns all day, right? Yisachar, their task was to sit and learn. Um, Zavulan supported Yisachar. Yisachar, their job was to sit and learn all day, and they're called a strong donkey because Rashi says they have to support the burden of Torah, right? They're saddled up with the burden of Torah. You know, yeah. they got Bavli, Rishali, Tosefta, Mechilta, Nigla, and this. they they're saddled up with the burden of Torah, so that's mm-hmm. quite a load. You have to be a very strong donkey to To walk around with that, it's very interesting that the imagery that the Torah gives us is Revids benim mishpasayim Yisachar rests between the borders. He rests between, you know, the cities. On the border, like between the cities, that's where he rests. Rash is why is he rests over there? Because part of becoming a talmud is, you know, mad shena. You don't get too much sleep. You minimize your sleep and you minimize your um, eating, you want to focus your time as much as you can in your learning so you minimize your sleep. So he rests where he haps a nap where you can tap a nap at the side of the road, pulls over and takes a nap at the side of the road. It goes further though it's very interesting. Rashi says um, that he, why is he resting by the side of the road because he's traveling between the cities like what?' Um, he's resting like the donkey that's resting between cities as he's bringing his wares, from trades from one city to another you load the donkey up with things to sell you know buy in one city you're going to go sell in another city and and the donkey has to rest before between the cities before it gets to its destination city where it's bringing its merchandise why do we need this idea of the donkey with the merchandise you know going buying things to here and selling things over there, why do I need to know that and I, I just need to know that Yasakr, who is the Tamil Khacham, because tamil Tamakhachum the chaps a nap where we can chaps a nap, this the donkey the fragmati, the merchandise and selling. The answer is I say that the the parallel between Yasakh, the tamil Khachum of Qal Yisrael, and the donkey loaded up with its wares goes much further than just taking a nap at the side of the road. The Tamil Khachum, the true Tamil Khachum is like that donkey that's transporting wares from one city to another city. The job of Tamil Khachim is not just to be saddled up with a lot of knowledge. But it's to acquire that knowledge here, and bring that knowledge somewhere else. To take the knowledge from point A, and bring it to point B, to disseminate it, exactly like the chamor, that is there to sell the merchandise, to bring the frakmatia, says Rashi. Bring the wares from point A to point B, to enrich point B with the wares that are there in point A. That is ultimately the job of the Taha'am of Also, to load himself up with information in point A, and to share that information with point b to find people to disseminate the information to to share the information with that is the function of that's the job anyone that knows something you're all chacham in your own right so if you know something it's not shared. just there for your own uh, own own fulfillment satisfaction it's to be shared you got to share it, First to it. maybe <laughs> maybe um but You don't have to be Chabad to to disseminate wisdom, that's right. You know something, you share something. You know something, you share something, Rabbi Sait. So if we know something, we have an obligation to share it. Okay, everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos, and thank you all for joining.